you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everybody. It's Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. We got a fun one today, folks. We're going to play some real or mirage to hopefully get you some clarity with some players. Plus, our pal Matt Okada is going to drop by with his top waiver wire targets for the week. But let's kick it off with some real or mirage. We got five players who had some big games on Sunday and whether or not they can keep this thing going. So Jameer Gibbs, the Jameer Gibbs breakout game seemed to have finally happen. 126 total yards, nine catches, a touchdown, 27.6 points. But the caveat is it came in a blowout with a lot of garbage time in this one. So real or mirage? I think the fantasy output is kind of a mirage. He's never going to get this opportunity as once David Montgomery is back. But the talent is very real. And that, and that's the thing. Like, I know people were saying, like, oh, it all came in the second half. That's not his fault. It was Jared Goff's fault for putting them behind so much. He still averaged over six yards per carry. He still showed his burst at times. He still found the end zone and was heavily involved in the passing attack. All things that we said that this kid possesses coming into this game and the season, I very much so believe in his talent but this could easily be his best game of the year once because Monty's going to eat once he comes back. yeah I just I just there are so many things about this that I, I can't completely just you know buy into because of the garbage time he got he got I think 15 of his 21 touches came in the third and fourth quarter when the Lions were in catch-up mode I mean they were getting shut out getting blown out at half so that makes me a little bit nervous and as you mentioned David Montgomery is going to be back and he's going to go back to that secondary role in the offense once that happens so this was great and hopefully you took advantage of it. Uh, it didn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen, but it happened nonetheless. So let's just kind of enjoy it for what it is. Kareem Hunt, only 31 rushing yards, but he did have a pair of touchdowns, 15 fantasy points. Jerome Ford uh, was banged up, left the game, I believe, in a walking boot. Uh, so what we saw at Kareem Hunt, real or mirage, which is a weird question to ask about somebody who had 30 yards on the ground. <laughs> I, I think it's real. I, I think that this is his role. As long as Jerome Ford is healthy, which we have to monitor, he is going to be the secondary back, but he's going to have a role. He's been getting uh, a lot of the touches in the red zone. But if Jerome Ford is out, I think Kareem Hunt becomes someone that we could start plugging in our lineups. His upcoming schedule, he gets the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Ravens is tough. Then the Steelers and Broncos. Four pretty good matchups in five weeks. So uh, we got to obviously monitor that Jerome Ford injury. But Hunt is someone that I want on my fantasy roster. If I can yeah, have I definitely want Hunt. I like that he's getting the goal line work, and I think that helps. So uh, I'm going to say it's real-ish. And if Jerome Ford is out, then, then it definitely takes a big turn in the positive for him. Portland Sutton, six catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. He seems to be the Broncos receiver of record. Uh, is what we saw against the Packers, real or mirage? I'm going to say it's a mirage. It was the second most yards he had, but he has scored five touchdowns now, and he's like a safe floor. A little bit higher ceiling Michael Thomas is what I would call Cortland okay. Sun. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because he's a top 20 wide receiver, and I think a lot of it is the touchdowns because the yardage numbers are not great out of him. 
Um, so I'm going to say this was real-ish, again, sort of like Kareem Hunt, but uh, I think he's about at the ceiling right there. Gardner Minshew, uh, 27 fantasy points, 305 passing yards, two, two touchdowns, also had two rushing touchdowns, real or mirage? Mirage. Like, we, we know, I, I think this was a huge trap game for the Browns. Like, they came in feeling themselves too much after stopping the 49ers and thought, oh, we could get Gardner Minshew, no problem. We know Minshew can, when he's hot, can have big games like this. We've seen it before. Then he comes back and he's Gardner Minshew. He's so up and down. He's going to average like 16 points per game. I, I he, He's a good QB2 to have on your roster. But yeah, this more. is 100% Mirage. Like, I'm not buying it. The two rushing touchdowns, like, that's not going to happen. Um, it's weird that they scored that many points against the Browns. Didn't expect that, but this is that for real, for real. Jackson Smith and Jigba. There was no DK Metcalf and JSN, four for 61 and a touchdown, although he's also sharing with Jake Bobo. There's a lot of Jake Bobo on my timeline on Sunday. Uh, Real mirage for JSN. Real-ish. I believe in the talent. I I like that they're getting three wide receivers on the field more often than they were earlier in the season, but when DK's back, we still know that DK and Lockett are the top two targets. Yeah, that's kind of why I think it's... You said real-ish, mirage-ish, so we're sort of <laughs> we're sort of meeting in the middle on this one because it was nice. He got the opportunity. We know the talent is there. I don't know that the opportunity is going to be there when DK Metcalf is healthy. And again, Jake Bobo, man, just kind of hanging out in the rearview mirror, uh, making plays there. Also hanging out and getting ready to make some plays for us, uh, Matt Okada. He's going to come by and talk some waiver wire stuff after the break here on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Let's get some of the top waiver wire targets. Our guy, Matt Okadas, put together his list for the week. Quarterback, Gardner Minshew, uh, Beowulf himself, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Tyson Bagent, he of the chest tattoo, and Kyler Murray, who's back practicing again. All should be on your waiver wire watch list. At running back, deep list, Chuba Hubbard, uh, the Rams duo of Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman. Zach Evans was a no-show last week. Jalen Warren. For the Steelers, Amari DiMercato, who I guess is back and being a thing again in Arizona. Kareem Hunt in Cleveland, especially if Jerome Ford misses time. You got the duel of Deontay Foreman and Rashawn Johnson for the Bears. Gus Edwards, Tyler Algier, who got a lot of work on Sunday with Bajan Robinson's mysterious illness. And Ezekiel Elliott back in our fantasy lives in New England. Now some pass catchers for you. Deontay Johnson, who's uh, maybe not out there, but at least worth taking a look in case somebody got impatient and dropped him. Rasheed Rice, who we talked about earlier. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Josh Downs, who is balling right now. Kendrick Bourne, who's had a couple of nice games for the Patriots. Jalen Hyatt starting to get more work for Big Blue. Odell Beckham Jr. And then some tight ends. Dalton Kincaid, Logan Thomas. And yes, Taysom Hill is a thing again in New Orleans. So with that, let's welcome in our friend Matt Okada. You can check out his weekly waiver wire article at NFL.com slash waiver wire. And so, Matt, after a couple of weeks of buys... 
No teams on a bye in week eight. I don't understand how scheduling works. That is way above my pay grade, but I would think that I could do it a little bit more evenly than this. That's just me. Uh, But let's talk about some of these guys. Let's talk about Deontay Johnson specifically. You mentioned it in the column. He's not really going to be in a lot of leagues. He shouldn't be, but it's one of those things where, hey, man, maybe just scour just in case something weird happens and he's out there, right? Yeah, he's been out so long that he's available in almost a third of NFL.com leagues. So just in the off chance that yours is one of them, everybody should give a quick glance, see if he's there. Because if he is, he must be added as evidenced by his game on Sunday, five catches, 79 yards in his first game back. He is a great PPR wide receiver, likely to be somewhere in the wide receiver two, wide receiver three range rest of season. And then a quarterback that you have on your list is Desmond Ritter. And I know it's a good matchup against the Tennessee Titans, but Desmond Ritter's on the road. So which narrative wins out this week? (laughs) Good question. Uh, Listen, I know we're kind of all supposed to hate Desmond Ritter for what he's done to Drake (laughs) London and Kyle Pitts, except that London and Pitts have actually been much better recently, and it's been directly tied to improvement from Ritter. Will he be able to conquer the road narrative? We'll see. But over the first four weeks of the season in total, he averaged 186 passing yards per game. And over the last three, he's averaged 295. So he has found something. He has clicked with his pass catchers. He is starting to play some competent quarterback. And on Sunday, he added his third rushing touchdown of the season, along with 38 yards on the ground. Always a threat to do that. Um, Each of the last two games, including this one in week seven, was marred by a trio of turnovers, but I don't think we should expect that every week. And one of his fumbles on Sunday was inches from being a second rushing touchdown and instead became one of those unbelievably stupid touchbacks (laughs) that are the bane of fantasy players existence. And yeah, you mentioned it. Titans next week after that Vikings and Cardinals. So it's a great stretch of matchups. I think he's streamable in all of them. So Desmond Ritter back in our fantasy lives. Uh, Daryl Henderson back in our fantasy lives as well. We sp- and I guess Royce Freeman, for that matter, too. We spent all last week like, hey, everybody, go get Zach Evans. Zach Evans and I played the same number of snaps this past <laughs> week. Uh, I will say this. Shout out to our own Laquan Jones, who was ahead of the curve and told people to go get Daryl Henderson. But for those who didn't listen, uh, I guess, Matt, they should go get Daryl Henderson, huh? Yeah, I think the biggest thing here is that Daryl Henderson is back in Sean McVay's life. And he likes that. Uh, He went out and got him for a very particular reason, which is he knows Daryl Henderson. He's been his starter before. And Henderson knows this offense. And he gave us the heads up going into Sunday. Henderson and Freeman, it was kind of late and after waivers ran. But those two guys are going to lead the backfield. And sure enough, they were pretty evenly split. And Evans got literally no offensive snaps. And unlike with Imari DiMarcado, who you saw pop back up onto that waiver wire list, I don't think there's any path for Evans to ascend into the useful category of fantasy RBs in this room. I think Henderson is Sean McVay's bestie from seasons past, who he brought in to be this guy. He had 58% of the snaps, which was the most. 19 touches was the most. Scored the goal line touchdown. If anything, I expect Henderson to take more complete control of this backfield as things progress. Remember, this performance was his first game basically off the couch. So I still do do like adding Royce Freeman as the secondary guy, the 1B maybe. But I think Henderson probably pulls away even a little bit more than he was in this past Sunday's game. I have a number of teams where I added Henderson, and I'm feeling great about that right now. I also have a number of teams where I have Jalen Warren, and he scored a touchdown yesterday, but for the first time all year, 
Najee Harris scored more fantasy points than he did. <laughs> but I like the matchup for Warren next week. How are you feeling about him? Yeah, uh, listen, we're going to call the Najee scoring more than Warren finally thing a fluke, <laughs> not the sign of things to come. And that's just that that's what baffles me about the fact that Warren is still this available. He has consistently been the better fantasy back. And I understand he is still technically kind of the RB2 on that team, which might make him a little bit less attractive. But to your point, he's been consistent. He scored double digit fantasy points in three straight and four of his last five as the backup. I think this has to end. We need to get him on our rosters. That's that already is flex worthy production on those capped touches. But if anything ever happens to Najee or if the Steelers finally recognize Oh, this guy might actually be the better, more efficient running back. We'll use Najee when we need to in some short yardage situations, but let's actually feature this guy. He becomes a consistent RB2 in fantasy. Warren is the kind of guy who down the stretch through the fantasy playoffs could end up helping win you championships. I just have this weird, like little tiny feeling that that's going to happen, but He's been productive enough that he should be on your roster regardless and in your lineup plenty often. It feels like we've all recognized that Warren is the better back, I, but Matt Canada seems to be the last <laughs> one to know, and that's that's sort of not the too issue. surprising. Yeah, it seems to be a theme there in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, also a theme, Josh Downs balling out. And I know you've been on Josh Downs for weeks. We've talked about Josh Downs for a number of weeks. It seems like a lot of people, you know, at least in the fantasy community, have realized what Josh Downs is doing. Uh, I guess this is our plea that that fantasy managers out there understand what Josh Downs is doing now, right? It absolutely is. We talked about him on this show two weeks ago, and then the only reason we didn't talk about him last week is that we had just talked about him the week prior, and we can only hit you on the head so many times he's still available in 77 percent of leagues and i do not understand why even before sunday which was his best game of the year he had scored 48 fantasy points over the prior month which was good for wide receiver 25 over that span that means startable in almost every league in your flex spot or in your wide receiver two spot then in week seven against the browns defense no less five catches 125 yards and a touchdown on six targets all of which led the team. <laughs> Pick him up, please. He's a, he's a dynamic playmaker. He doesn't even need a ton of targets to make an impact and produce for fantasy. But now that he's consistently flashed for Indy, he is starting to get those targets as well. I, once again, I think he's the type of player who could win you some crucial weeks down the stretch. He's already on the edge of being an every week flex consideration, and he still has unrealized ceiling down the stretch. Speaking of people that like, can we just go out and pick him up already? Josh Palmer. Uh, every week now since Williams has gone down, he pretty much leads the team in receiving yards. And every week I'm like, he has to be way too picked up to be included on the waiver list. And then nope, here he is each and every week. Yeah, I think the theme of this waiver week is why have why why are these guys still available? Can we please stop <laughs> this so that we can move on to some some fresher guys? Um 133 yards and 18.3 fantasy points on Sunday. But honestly, don't, those aren't even the whole story. That, that production doesn't even as matter as much to me as how good Palmer looks on tape. He just looks amazing. He's playing excellent football. He's been an extremely reliable and productive target for Justin Herbert ever since Mike Williams went down with that season-ending injury. And given the fact that Austin Eckler seems a little banged up right now or is not getting a full complement 
uh, of his typical opportunity. Palmer is just straight up the number two weapon in this offense right now. He has double digit fantasy points in four straight games. He's somehow still available in 80% of NFL.com leagues. That number is lower elsewhere. This is utter nonsense. If it's a fear of Quentin Johnston ascension, <laughs> take that fear and toss it out the window because it is not happening. At least right now, Palmer is firmly entrenched as a significant and productive piece of this offense, which is an offense you want pieces in. He should be added in every league and started, honestly, in the vast majority of them. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope it's not Quentin Johnston fear that's keeping people away from Josh Palmer <laughs> because that that is a completely unfounded concern right now in this offense. Um, Kendrick Bourne. Starting to play well. And now I, I know there was some talks. People have done some research that I guess Kendrick Bourne is better when there's no Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju was out again this week. But at this point, I feel like Kendrick Bourne's done enough on his own in this offense that he has a legitimate bona fide role in the connection with Mac Jones. Yeah, I think that really is the key is the, the Patriots need to recognize that if Juju's out there, it doesn't matter. He's not playing well. You need to continue using Bourne. Last week, I said... Uh, Bourne had his first good game since week one. The Patriots had their best looking with, with air quotes offensive performance since week one. And I made that connection and I said, maybe the coach bills need to get more and more involved and then they will actually have a functional offense. And lo and behold, team high seven targets in Sunday's massive upset over the bills. Bourne converted them to six catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. And the Patriots scored a season high 29 points. I do not think it's a coincidence and in this wide receiver room that is admittedly horrible, maybe the worst in the league, Bourne seems like the clear-cut best option to me, I think to us, to much of the fantasy sphere. I think that the Patriots coaching staff is going to recognize that. And if he were in a more high-flying offense, maybe we consider him a wide receiver too, if he's a top of their depth chart. But even in this offense with Mac Jones at the helm, I think he's an every-week flex consideration and can have some boom weeks for you through the playoff run. And we are always looking for tight end help. And it looks like we had a breakout in Dalton Kincaid. I know you're going to talk plenty about all the stats and everything. There was also the Bills' biggest play of the game, a fourth down conversion, was a design play for Dalton Kincaid, which I don't think will stay out, stand out in the box score, but goes a long way for his fantasy value. Absolutely crucial to point out, Florio. Great spot. Uh, fourth and two from the eight-yard line late in the game. They converted a, a, on a pass to Kincaid, which was entirely designed to go to him. And they scored the go-ahead touchdown three plays later, I believe. Now, they didn't win the game because <laughs> Patriots drove down. But it showed there is trust in Kincaid that is growing. The usage we saw grow and the talent has been on display. And we saw it again this week. Remember, the Bills traded up to get this guy in the first round. And I have thought since the draft, I think he is the closest thing to I won't say he is but he is the closest thing to a next Travis Kelsey that we've had in recent years at this position I liked him better than Sam Laporta and we've seen what he has done eight catches on eight targets can you say reliable this past <laughs> week for 75 yards so if this was the true breakout game over the rest of the season he's a startable fantasy tight end if this was a blip of ooh, that's what Kincaid can be and we still need to wait a couple weeks I wouldn't be surprised Again, he's a rookie tight end. We have to be careful with these kinds of things, but he must be on your roster in the in the opportunity or the case that that is what we see rest of season. And I do believe that if he leapfrogs Knox, Dawson Knox permanently, which he certainly did this past week, 
he is going to be a fantasy asset down the stretch. Yeah, looking forward to that because I love Dalton Kincaid. Hopefully the opportunity comes. Uh, that's Matt Okada. You can check him out at Twitter at Matt Okada. Also check out the article at NFL.com waiver wire. Matthew, thank you. We'll talk to you again next week. In the meantime, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Tomorrow, we're previewing the first chunk of the Week 8 slate. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, health nuts are going to feel stupid someday. Lying in hospitals, dying of nothing. Be safe, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.